We are continuing our series on a guide to the Bible, and tonight we want to talk about a very, uh, this is, last week we talked a little bit about how the Bible has two testaments, the Old and New Testament. How many books in the Old Testament, anyone know? 39, 39, and you wouldn't even know, how many in the New Testament? No, that was in the Old Bible. Huh? 27, 27, right? All right. So we understand that the Bible has all these books, but the question becomes, and we know it has different authors, but the question becomes, how did the authors know what to write? You know, why couldn't it be just one random person one day decide that, hey, I'm going to write a book, and I want it to be in the Bible? Well, I'm going to tell you that there are many people who have written different books. There are different books that people have written that they say the other disciples may have written. But the reality is, is this, is that those books were not inspired. Those books were not a part of the 66 books. So whether or not the disciples wrote some books, it really is not... It doesn't matter when it comes to the scheme of the whole Bible. And that's why we have to look at one part of the scripture that says this. How was the Bible written? In 2 Timothy 3.16 it said this, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Again, it says all scripture is breathed out. All right? Which means it comes from God. It's, from, it's not just one person saying, I'm going to write my opinions. No, it comes directly from God. Now, how many of you have ever played the game Password? Or like if somebody whispers something on this side, and we try to say, we try to whisper that to every person in this room, and we get to him. How many of you have ever played that game? Telephone. Telephone. That's what you want to call it? Telephone, all right? When it gets to him, it could be a whole different story than what they start on that side, right? Am I correct? I mean, the stories would be added, things be taken out, all sorts of things. But we need to understand that this scripture comes directly from God. While the Bible is from God, it's for humans. God breathed out His Word to communicate with us. This means that God chose written words in human language as primary ways of speaking to us. All right? So when we consider this, we have to remember that, hey, this is where the scripture is, right? The beautiful imagery shows that all the Holy Scriptures are spoken out by God so that every word comes from His breath. All right? Everything comes from God. Not man's opinion. Not what I think. But it all comes from God. Directly from Him. So it can't be no mistakes. It can't be no mistakes on what happened. You see, again, as we think of our lives and we think of us in this room, if we had to try to write the Bible, write a story, we would all come with different stories, right? And that's why it's important. If you know the Bible, in the New Testament, it has Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? And they're considered what? The Gospels, right? The Gospels, right? So what I mean is Matthew came from a different perspective than John. Mark came from a different one. Luke, they all came from different perspectives. They had different stories in the sense of what they said, you know what? 
this is the most important thing to me. This is what I want to write. But that's why, because God inspired them to write these books. Now, it's just like if I told someone in this room, right? I want you to tell me or to, you know, we're going to go and write a story, a new story on whatever it may be. I'll just say a basketball game, right? We are going to write a new story on a basketball team. Now, some of us may have a fair play and we may say, you know what? I want to write more on this person. I want to write more on that person. You know, it goes back to just as we think of today, right? Something happened last week, Sunday, right? Kobe Bryant passed away, right? The debate goes on whether or not Kobe Bryant is the best or Michael Jordan is the best, right? And LeBron comes in there as well. I'm going to fight the battle to say that Michael Jordan was the best. That's me. Someone else could try to fight the battle to say Kobe Bryant was the best. Then today we'll have someone say LeBron's the best. And that's why it's important as we think about it because we have to understand everything as we think of the Bible, it comes from one person. It comes strictly, directly from God. So it can't be a mistake. All right? The Bible is written in two primary languages, Hebrew and Greek. And one secondary language, Aramaic, right? So here it is. We have Hebrew and Greek. This is what the Bible, the two primary languages the Bible is written in. Not English. Not Spanish. Not French. But Greek and Hebrew. Now, it's important to know this, right? Because that was the language of the day. As we say today, language has changed, right? It's modern language, right? Just like Spanish, you know, we have also different names. English, you know, things have changed. But this is what the Bible is written. And while Hebrew language was used mostly by the people of Israel, Greek was the language for all people, all right? As God extended his covenant promise to all nations, commanded his people to proclaim the good news to the ends of the earth, the language of his written word shifted to accommodate this transition. So, what does it mean to be preserved? What does that mean? The huh? To salvage. To salvage, okay. To save, to keep longer, right? So, we talked about it a little bit last week that there are manuscripts that are written and people have found and that what makes it, the Bible, so true today that it's different than any other book, right? The Bible has more evidence for its integrity than any other ancient book, all right? So there's no book that you could have that has more evidence than the Bible that is real. Because you know what happens in society today is that people say the Bible is a what? Old book. Man, how could that be real? Well, we have proof. Manuscripts have been found, and we have the proof, and they've been preserved for more evidence than any other book. You see, they've had findings to confirm the faithfulness of the Bible we have in our possession. You see, people have gone and looked, and they've found these manuscripts. And it's important because you know what? People want to try and they want to debate with you today and say, the Bible is not real. How many of you have ever heard that? The Bible is not real. Why would you believe an old book like that? The Bible is written for what? For them old people. The Bible alone matters today, right? 
The Bible, old oh man, that boring book. Well, let me tell you something. If you ever read the Bible, the Bible is very interesting. Because you got everything in the Bible. You got comedy. You got soap operas. You got love stories. You got all these things found in one book. And guess what? It's real. It's true. It ain't a Hollywood script. It's a real thing. And God has put it there for, one, for all of us to read so that we can know exactly what we are reading and what we believe. Again, if we talk about the Old Testament, right? Because like I said, so many times we want to neglect the Old Testament. You know, because the Old Testament, like I said, is old. It's hard to understand. It is, because we have to understand what's going on. We have to understand exactly, and we looked at it last week, how it was written, you know, and we have to understand today. Because of similarities in the manuscript, we can be confident that the Old Testament we have today is an extremely reliable copy of the original Hebrew Scriptures. We can be confident that what we have today is reliable copy. Now, there are different, what, translations that we have. We have the King James Version. We have the English Standard Version. We have the New American Standard. They help you to understand. Because guess what? If we, if we today read just the strict Greek, a lot of us would not understand it. Just like with the Hebrew, we would not understand it. But it's good to know that people have, and I will say this too, that sometimes we do lose the translation because we don't know the Greek or the original language or the Hebrew. So it's important sometimes that we can study that. As we think of the New Testament, the manuscript evidence of the New Testament is unsurpassed by any other ancient book. Now, just so we could understand exactly how the Bible has changed, like how it was written on, we got to understand from the beginning it was written on stone pieces. Then we got the clay tablets. Then we see animal skin scrolls. Then in 1456, printed books started. All right? Remember Gutenberg? Anyone heard about Gutenberg? Gutenberg was the what? Anyone know what Gutenberg is? A publisher, print and press, right? All right? Gutenberg. All right? That's, that's like the first printing, right? Then we have coding, all right, of the Bible. 1982, which was the year I was born, all right? Computer programs started to have the Bible. 1993, web pages started to have the Bible. 2008, apps. Let's see. Do anyone have a Bible app on their phone? What app was that you think in 2008? No. The Life Church, which is the U version app, right? All right, the U version was the first app on a smartphone. How many of y'all have U version? Anyone have U version in here on your phone? All right, one person. U version is a very good app to have on your phone, right? Because you could have all these different translations on it. And then we have in 2016, there was actually a virtual reality Bible. Yes, in 2016, a virtual reality. Now, I don't know how many of y'all have been, we have it now at the Mola Marathon. How many of y'all have ever been to the Mola Marathon and seen the people have the virtual reality um, glasses on and they acting like they're on a roller coaster and they like, you know, they're doing all this and people looking at you like, 
what's wrong with you? You're crazy. Something not, yeah, anyone ever seen that? <laughs> or anyone ever seen anyone with virtual reality and they'd they be dodging these things and you're like, what's wrong with that person? You know, but it's that real. Even sometimes you've been, I mean, all the 3D movie and there's stuff coming at you and sometimes like you know it ain't there and you do this. All right? You know, the biggest one for me is this, all right? I'm a ba- I, I play baseball, right? And I was watching this video. Somebody sent me this video, right? And there was this child playing baseball, and they were hitting the ball. And all of a sudden, the, the ball hit the bat, and then all of a sudden, it come back to the screen, and I know I watched it, but I went like this, like, like the ball get me. That's virtual reality. That's, people have done that for the Bible. It's become real. There are more than 5,700 Greek manuscripts contain either parts or all of the New Testament text. Compare this to the Homer's Elad, which only has 1,757 manuscripts in existence, or Beowulf, which comes to us from only one manuscript. It's important to understand, to know exactly what we have. God preserved His Word for us to have today. And so we could have a reliable book, the book that He breathed through individuals. And again, like I said at the beginning, it's important to know that your Bible from Genesis to Revelation. There are no other books that have been added. Alright? Don't, there are some people who try to add books to the Bible. But the Bible is very clear. If you read the book of Revelation, it says, do not add to this book. The book has 66 books. And like we talked about last week, the verses were not written like John 3.16. They were written in paragraphs. While thousands of years have passed since God breathed out the Old and New Testament scriptures, they remain the living, perfect word of God today. The perfect word. What does perfect mean? Without mistake, right? Without blemish. It's a perfect book because it came from God, directly from it, through individuals. You can be confident that the word you read today is the very word that was breathed out by God and written by prophets and apostles. So, we have this saying that comes to us that we would like to know what God is saying to me, right? How many of y'all wish you knew what God was saying to you? We all, right? We would like to know. The reality is we have the Bible. That's God's letter to us. And He's written it to us, even for us today, because we need it to understand what is going on in the world today. You know, in closing, I want to just think about this for a second, right? This past week, we had something that happened in history, right? Anyone know what that is? To this country? Huh? Earthquake. Earthquake, right? I don't know about you, but I live living my life all these years. I never heard about an earthquake hitting Nassau. All the bombs, period, right? But the Bible, the Bible talks in Matthew, it talks about how earthquakes will come in places where divers die. Now, I don't know about you, but we are playing divers that dive around here, right? None of us really thought about, man, you know, I got to worry about an earthquake. But guess what? Now, you know what people want to do? 
The insurance people want to say, you know what? Now y'all need to get not just target insurance. Y'all need to get earthquake insurance. Because now one earthquake is hit. So you never know when we could get a bad earthquake. And we don't know. Like, let's be honest. Someone's probably thought earthquake would never hit here. But it's happened, right? So what I'm trying to say is this. The Bible is real. And the Bible is a book of prophecy and get, and it tells us things that we need to be prepared today. And I don't tell you that to scare you and say, oh, well, you know, you got to be careful because the Lord is coming back. People have been saying the Lord is coming back from that time. But every day, it is close with Him coming back. And the question is, are you ready? Do you have a relationship with Christ? Do you know Him? You know, we talked about how the Bible last week is going to show us who we are. And it shows that we are sinful people in need of a Savior. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and mercy. And we pray that you continue to be on in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.